facing off an opponent who is so much bigger, but advanced combat training was meant to be realistic, and the real world isn't fair either. James tried to visualise himself as the plucky underdog who could come off best, like in some kids' movie, but the illusion didn't last. Mark moved ruthlessly, spraying James with flying sweat as he landed a left-right punch combo, followed by a knee in the ribs. James crumpled up as Mark tore the ball from his grasp. Later, Mark grinned, looking smug as he swaggered towards the archway. The padded blows had only knocked the wind out of James, but he had landed awkwardly and bent back some fingers. He stood as soon as he'd caught his breath, but his face was screwed up in pain. Six kids had now made it into the changing rooms. Three more were almost there, with no opponent in sight. That left James and two girls fighting over the last ball. Dana Smith currently held it. She was a fifteen-year-old Australian, about the same height as James, muscular for a girl, and an excellent athlete and swimmer. Gabrielle O'Brien had just turned fourteen and was the youngest on the course, but she could hold her own and had Dana penned into a corner looking for a way out. James positioned himself a couple of meters behind Gabrielle. He figured Dana would make a break for it. Hopefully, Gabrielle would take her down and he'd be able to wade in and grab the ball while the girls tangled on the floor. But Dana showed no sign of moving, and Miss Takada was growing impatient. She had a queue of red shirts outside waiting for their beginners' karate class. You got one minute, or all three of you run. Takada said, drumming on the face of her watch. Gabrielle backed away from the door, trying to lure Dana out. James was backing up too as Dana made her move. Gabrielle lashed out, but Dana dropped down and skidded beneath a flying kick on her knees, sweeping away Gabrielle's leg in the process. James sensed an opportunity to snatch the ball while Gabrielle was falling and Dana was on her knees. He ploughed into Dana, grappled her around the neck, ripped the ball out of her hand and clasped it to his chest, ignoring the pain in his fingers. Dana yelled as she broke out of the chokehold and flipped James onto his back before straddling his waist. She pinned his shoulders under her knees and batted him across the face. As she did so, James's weakened fingers lost their sweaty grip on the ball. It bounced between his legs and began rolling across the mat. Gabrielle spotted the ball and dived in. By the time Dana realised that James had let go, Gabrielle was sprinting triumphantly towards the girls' changing room. James was still pinned to the floor as Miss Takada made a circular motion with her finger. Okay, you two, round and round, twenty times. You know the drill. As the instructor stepped out to yell at the rowdy group of red shirts outside, James looked up at Dana with a hint of desperation. Her beefy thigh muscles loomed over him, and her entire body weight pressed on his shoulders. Let us up, James gasped. It's over. Dana gave him an evil smile. James didn't know Dana all that well. She was a loner, still a grey shirt after five years of chair admissions, and notoriously bitter towards younger kids like him who'd achieved better things. This is because I'm a navy shirt, isn't it? James said. Well, maybe you've been unlucky or whatever, but you can't blame me for that. It's not that, Dana grinned. Come on, let me up, James said, getting angry as he tried to wriggle out. Takada's gonna have a right go if she comes back and she sees we're not running. She'll be a few minutes helping the little kids get changed. I've got long enough. Long enough for what? You'll see," Dana said, shuffling forward so that a bum loomed over James's head. James heard a rumbling sound from inside Dana's shorts and felt a blast of warm air. "Oh, Jesus!" James whined, screwing up his face. Dana started laughing as she rolled off and found her feet. "You're an animal," James groaned, wafting his hand in front of his face. "That's putrid. I'll get you back for that." He couldn't help seeing the funny side. He liked Dana, even though she was an oddball. Dana shrugged. Don't expect me to lose any sleep. James's laughter dried up as he staggered towards the dojo exit, grabbed his trainers, and began stripping off his padding. Twenty laps around the dojo takes half an hour when you're knackered, and it was freezing outside.
Chapter Two, Clyde. The Echelon Security Network is the world's most sophisticated electronic surveillance system. It is jointly run by the United States National Security Agency (NSA) and the intelligence services of several friendly nations, including Great Britain and Australia. Echelon monitors communications, including telephone calls, emails, and faxes passing via microwave links, communication satellites, and fiber optic cables. The system currently scans nine billion private messages and conversations per day. Every hour, approximately one million messages containing trigger words such as bomb, terrorist, napalm, or phrases such as "Help Earth" or "Al Qaeda" are picked out and stored by the system. These suspicious messages are run through logic analyzing software that is capable of determining the emotional state of a person from their voice, or the likely context of suspicious words in an email or text message. Of the million messages stored each hour by Echelon, about twenty thousand will be flagged.